0: I think it segues perfectly. Here's the deal. The truth of the matter is transgender does not exist.
1: Um but anyway, going back to sex life. I think here's the here's the issue for me. I um I'm kind of at this point where I don't ever make a move unless I'm already, like, emotionally willing to be invested. So, like, time. But that's the thing is it's, like, so, like, I'll go up to a girl in a bar at a party, and at that point I've already decided that, like, yeah, I'm I'm emotionally here, which means if there's a rejection, I'm emotionally destroyed. So you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get the emotions out of that, but also remain emotionally available. Right. I'm I mean. just
2: I'm at the point where I'm just like not even giving a fuck until yes. they show some slight interest, and it's like at that point, bro, like yeah. chasing is not yeah. my thing right no. now. Yeah,
1: sounds like Absolutely. you're gonna be lonely. Well, uh, yep. Part of the reason. Worst case scenario, I got you. Yeah, here,
3: here, part of the reason I even said when we were talking it, on our road trip, yeah. we were talking about this, and I'm in s i am in work in sales. Yeah. I work in sales, and one of the things the sales did the most for me was so my first kind of go ahead at sales was I was actually in Lowe's. We have a booth in Lo- we had a booth in Lowe's, and I would literally cold approach people. It's essentially door knocking. I've been door knocking too. Selling product. But you get so many no's and that one yes is like, oh, awesome. Because you get a hundred no's, a hundred doors, right? And it's the same thing. So when I say like they're not one in a million, they're one of, that sounds terrible in a way because I think there are absolutely wonderful women out there. I mean, I've been raised by wonderful women. I have three younger sisters that I think are amazing and a mom. But I think that, it's like I like my fear and girls sense that when you approach them, they're like, oh, that guy's confident because if she says no, it's like it's just a no. And, and, and on oftentimes yes, and oftentimes cooler. no doesn't always mean no. It means a not yes, at least in the sales world. It's like, no, it's like, OK, great. I'll give him a call next week. And then they're like, yeah, we're ready to move forward. And you do that enough times. And it's like, you know, what I mean, it's all it's all relative. So when I when I go to like a girl at the bar Like last night That one girl I was like pissed Because I was in, in my head It was like we had a good connection And then her dumbass friend Is like Hey Let's go to another bar man Let's go to another bar and then, get, and then they get And then they get up and, and, and then they get up and leave And I'm like "Well, oh, shoot But then another one walks in And I'm like And it was Cynthia And you know We just hit it off and everything And so it's like I don't know. It it can be a a numbers game. What do you think? It's something along those lines. Well,
0: I think think even beyond like hoping for a yes uh, is understanding that your emotional response to a yes or to a no or a yes is indicative of an ego issue. So if, if a no hurts you really are you bad, talking
1: ego in like the purely ego sense or like the Freudian sense?
0: I'm talking about the difference between ego and confidence. Cause when you're when when you're led by ego, no hurts mm. more. Mm. When you're led in confidence, when you lead in confidence, no doesn't doesn't phase you. And uh, when you're letting ego, yes, is like, oh, dude, this girl said yes. Mm -hmm. She's so hot. Da, 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 da. But like when you're confident, it's like she said yes. Like, that's dope. Yeah. I'm pumped on that.
1: It's like cherry on top as opposed to the whole Sunday.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and I think for me personally, uh, the way I've recognized that is um, because I've dated a lot through my life. I... Um, also just like grew up kind of just being like a hopeless romantic. Mm. Uh,
1: yeah, no, that was me too. Like, I I don't know if I'm still a hopeless romantic because like, I think that part of me kind of got beaten out of me, but that's how I was at least.
0: Yeah. I was a simp. Like it was, it was pretty bad. But, uh, what I learned over the last few years is that like, if I feel a certain type of way after being told no, yeah, that. Um, that is indicative of like my own insecurity mm-hmm. in who I am and like feeling like I am not worthy of being loved mm. and whatever. So it reinforces this message to me that I've been li- listening to and believing my entire life. Yeah. Um, and that just goes back to like childhood with like how I was raised with my parents. And I think this is this goes for a lot of men. Um, For me, I grew up fatherless. Um, And so it's been absolutely crucial for me to understand God as my father Mm -hmm. and me as his son, for me to like over the years build the confidence to uh, take rejection Mm. Um, because my whole life, because I didn't have a dad, um, I, and I honestly, like I grew up in a very, very, very negative environment mm-hmm. and i didn't realize how negative it was until the last couple of years yeah i'm 31 and some some people you know say have told me like dude i'm so glad you learned this like early on in your life i'm like bro i wish i learned it earlier mm. because it would have saved me so much headache but basically um when you experience rejection from like a woman uh your emotional response, I think, is an indicator of your inner world and mm. what you believe as your like identity, like who you believe you are. Yeah. So for me, it's like I believe I am a son of God. Galatians five says because but because you are sons, uh, I have sent forth the Spirit of my Son into your hearts, crying out Abba Father. Then it says, therefore you are no longer a slave. Which the word slave is interesting. Have you ever uh, had an emotional experience where it's like, you make me feel this way?
1: Oh, yeah. You kind of claim
0: victim. Ex relationship. So it's like, you use this word where it's like, or this phraseology where it's like, you make me feel this way. You're enslaved. You're enslaving yourself through that vernacular Mm -hmm. to the way they treat you. Yeah. So like the way they talk to you makes you feel a certain type of way. You don't Mm -hmm. have to. That verse says, Uh, you are no longer a slave, but an heir of God through Christ. So to me, I'm an heir of God, which that means, you know, as the Psalms, I can't remember, is it 91, uh, where it says his thoughts of you outnumber the grains of sand. Mm -hmm. Um, and like their precious thoughts to me, I'm like, dude, like I'm a precious son of God. Yeah. So like when I get told No. Like that doesn't blow me over at all because mm-hmm. it's like I already know who I am. Yeah. And so it's your loss, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you can see it that way, bro, it's try- abundance it's true. mindset. Come abundance. on, bro.
1: Seriously. That's that's a sigma mindset. It's a grind set. You know what, what is I mean? that sigma? It's a joke. It's this whole meme about like sigma males. <laughs> it's like the elite huh? males, lone wolves, who don't oh. need anyone. <laughs>
3: Well, we need people <laughs> Yeah,
1: back to that yeah. whole isolation is bad thing. But yeah, no, that's, that's good advice.
3: I always, yeah, I always take it upon it. I was telling Jacob last night, I was just like, cause he, he asked me like why I even approach some people or like girls rather. And I, I just try to, I don't know, build a stamina of like even girls I don't even find attractive I approach mm. just because it's practice yeah <laughs> and like there was like those like kind of fatter chicks yeah last night I was just like hitting on them and everything and they were like totally into it and everything yeah but it's just because it's practice to me because yeah. I want to I want to get to a point where it's like then you go to a girl that you desire and, it costs and then it like it and it costs gun. something Right so. yeah
0: sometimes when you we hear the word ego, I think that's like you're puffed up and you think you're like better than everybody else yeah, but I feel like ego is also like insecure and like kind of like puppy with the with the tail between the legs mm-hmm. like even today you're as you're like talking about that I have an example of that there's this girl who is drawing in a notebook today and I was at a coffee shop and before I left, I went up to her and I was like, what are you drawing and like, She's kind of cute, so like to me, it cost like cost me something. It Cost my ego. It was like I didn't want to go. I was kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think yeah, when you do that, it's like you're right. Yeah. like you learn.
3: Yeah, it's like fair enough. It's like the more practice. I mean, perfect practice makes perfect. But at, at least some practice will get you somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like no one's gonna go and shoot the ball like Steph Curry. He's put in more hours in the gym than anybody else, but he's just practicing.
0: Yeah, and J- Jordan Peterson. I know you like Jordan Peterson.
3: Yeah, uh, and 12 seen him this rules, month. Twelve rules for. for I bought life. a meet and greet. I heard you were telling
1: me about so that sick. for like twenty minutes last night. You were pumped, bro. I'm pumped, dude. Anyway, dude,
0: yeah, penis pump. <laughs> I need it You we just strip went from me, quoting
1: dude. scripture to that bro. Thank you for keeping it real
0: uh, But uh, so <laughs> chapter one of uh, 12 rules for life He says what you aim at is what you see mm-hmm. And so like If you know there's like something you need to change Or something you need to do Do whatever you your brain Can come up with to like Inch towards that like mm. baby
3: step towards that Yeah, Yeah It's great
1: What's an example of that
3: I think chapter four is, um, uh, the title is, um, oh, what is it? It's, um. don't wish to be somebody else. What is it? Oh,
0: uh, uh, keep, like, keep, put your house in order before criticizing the world? No. Is
3: that? No, it's the one. Oh, oh,
0: don't, oh. Com- uh, don't no, compare yourself don't to who yourself you to... were. No, don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to, to who, who you were yesterday.
3: yesterday. Yeah, mm. that's yep. a I butchered that, but yeah, that's. I think all those
0: chapters they're hard to
3: kind of. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to nail it perfectly, but I didn't.
0: Jordan Peterson, I feel like conceptually is like a John Maxwell, but he 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 communicates at such more like a complex level, mm-hmm. which I think is really dope.
1: There's this book that I've come across a couple times in, like, friends' cars and dorms, but it's, and I can't remember the title, but it's basically about, like. Beyond order? No, it's, like, psychological dominance and how to, like. (laughs) It's, like, one of those, like, how to win friends and keep them type book where it's, like, you got to stay on the, stay on the corners, keep the power, like, make sure to, like, (sighs) degradate them just enough to make sure that they don't think they don't need you, like. Mm. But apparently it's like a science, bro Well,
3: there's a There's this thing in our culture right now And I'm reading the book It's an iconic book But it's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Yeah By Stephen Covey And he talks about in chapters Two and three About um, So he breaks it down in actually chapter one It starts where he talks about the last 100 years Have been broken down Into Uh, The character ethic and in the last 20 years have been in the personality ethic Personality ethic we see more so in the internet age and as the internet's evolved of like how to dress how to shake people's hand Eye contact, but self-sustaining success over time is built with character ethic, and that's what he talks about in chapter one Mm. Not tips and tricks we hear so much tips and tricks. Yeah, but right. it's like uh, actual su- bedrock of successful stuff but this goes down to like the foundational success principles yeah, over time okay. yeah. is built in the character ethics so that's in chapter 1 I'll and then chapter chapter 2 and 3 is about um the personal sorry the personal self development and then he talks about um it's a uh, I need to reread that book it's such a good honestly,
1: book honestly you need to like Put together a book list. Send me just whatever you think. I read twenty
3: four books this year. My book was two books a
1: month, two Um, books a month this year. Props to you, bro. Thank you. Impressive.
3: Um,
0: I need to
1: get back on that. Yeah,
0: Kai's a freaking beast. Dude, you know what? He's like monster.
1: When I live and/or work in New York, I spend all of my train and subway rides reading books. So I'll like charge through books,
3: bro. I have like eighteen months ago.
1: But when you live in a city where you have to commute via car. You can't read.
3: When I when when COVID first happened, I deleted all my social medias because I realized how <laughs> distracted I was.
1: Wait, you brought sunscreen?
3: Yeah, dude, dap me up. Why? are we going in the hot tub? Yeah, it's, it's night It's
1: nighttime, and <laughs> dude, it's just a negative <laughs> ten. That's so funny, bro. <laughs> so these
3: books right here, bro. Okay. I forget what was I talking about? Going into Seven Habits of Highly with chapters twos and threes? Anybody remember? Uh, I talked about the character ethic right there. I talked about fucking powerful. I talked about the character ethic and then the personality ethic. Yeah. What was I? What was I going down? Oh,
0: you were talking about chapter two and three. Yeah. So chapter two and three, uh, or chapter one talks about character ethic. Chapter two and three talk about personality ethic. Personality
3: ethic. Yeah. The war of art. I was going somewhere though, and I lost my train of thought.
0: These
1: three books, bro,
0: were recommended by.
3: Have you ever read uh, *Steal
1: Like an Artist*?
0: I've heard of
3: it. You should read
1: it. As an artist, you should read it for sure. I have
3: to say the best book that I've read um, this last year was called *The Search for Significance*. And it's the book was um, written in the 1980s. It's it's written by a guy. His last name is. Your dad recommended that. His last name is Graham. Okay. Graham Cook, Billy Graham. No, not Billy Graham. <laughs> Billy Graham's good though, but his last name is I think either Cook or Graham. But Franklin. Graham. Dude, I mean, I won't go too much into it. Just read it. I mean, identity identity crisis is up here, right, in our culture, and so I think. How
1: important do you think, I like, individual identity is? Because, like, I feel like today's society is so fixated on who am I and, like, what do I do? And a self-actualization, whereas well, we've lost touch with, like, a collective identity.
0: Well, it doesn't, it doesn't I help. I kind of feel like it's the opposite, to be honest.
1: Really? really? Oh, well, absolutely. No, no, And honestly, I think we agree on this, because what I will say is... Everyone's searching for themselves so much, but it's become such a cliche that it's almost like searching for yourself is you know, you a know collective I mean, identity. On, let
3: me say something really quick, because I remember what I was going to say about chapters twos and threes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't it, get it. Get it. it talks about um, independence, and this is what we see in our society today, Decide. and especially with, uh, not to rat on you women, but every time I meet you, you talk about how you're an independent bad bitch. Mm, when in reality dude,
1: I knew you were gonna say the phrase bad bitch. But, that's like but, the quintessential but, but you're not just, actually that's just there. what us
3: men deal with. Yeah, yeah. We talk about independence, but in chapter three of Seven Habits of Highly, it talks about interdependence, how you're stronger with the people associated in your life that you welcome into your life. Yeah. And that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. And part part of identity is actually we get it twisted nowadays, but it has to do with gender. Yeah, it does like have to do with gender. Like a compliment, and we have gender view. so complicated right now. What are we? What a zem zem Zeus? Like, this dude, is, this can is I establish as LeBron James? Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. six nine two sixty five. This I'm is this is a is perfect
0: segue right now because uh, what we were just about to talk about, I think it segues perfectly. Here's the deal. The truth of the matter is, transgender does not exist.
1: It's a social construct. It literally doesn't exist at all. People say gender is a social construct. No, like, your idea that gender is not a social construct is a social construct.
0: Dude, and there's so much fucking backfire in this, bro. Like, even in the sports arena, you guys saw the uh, dude, the swimmer. Do you, do you see
1: that? Dude, transgender men becoming, quote-unquote, women in women's sports, women will not have, that's not a quality. Women will literally, because men are better at being women than women, if you know what I mean, when it comes to competing, because men and women were never meant to compete directly. And I'm not saying that, like, there are certain women who could probably, like, you know, like there's ten or eight foot tall guys every once in a while because of a genetic mutation. Like there's probably a woman who could outlift a guy because of a genetic mutation. Right, like right. the perfect occurrence well, of. But a, like yeah. your average woman but across the board. And even am like, gonna can, say, you put you put yeah. the, you know, like the Olympic um, Americans Olympics team has been, or sorry, maybe it was just professional women's soccer team. Yeah, has been. Yeah absolutely dragged around the field by like u16 yeah. men's teams like the idea that's the thing i adhere to like a complementarian view where it's like there are certain things that women are way better at than men and then yes. doing it is so yes. beautiful yeah and it doesn't it's what, it's what we it's all want it's not that we're not like subservient or above but it's that there are certain tasks that women will always be better better at at than men yeah Yeah. and i think it's beautiful totally that men are good at things that women might not be like yeah we can open a pickle jar every once in a while yeah you know when it's really sandwiched on you know like we serve our purpose every once in (laughs) a while but also our weaknesses are their strengths and vice versa like that's so sick i don't know why people think that's derogatory
0: yeah well, I just I just wanted to also bring this in full transition into our conversation about the uh, global collective collectivism, in yeah. um, identity, yeah. uh, and also the the gender politics. I think that what's happening right now is uh, there's a mix of a lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. I think uh, chief of which is the government using the topic of gender identity as a way of creating uh, more leverage mm-hmm. in mind control. Yeah. Um, because what's happening over this last year, uh, obviously we've had many issues going on, things that really do need attention. Like we have the border crisis. Yeah. We have the Afghanistan crisis.
1: We have, um, I mean... What's going on in China and Russia? Bro,
0: it's astronomical. If Ukraine gets taken over,
1: Taiwan's going to be attacked, which means China and Russia... Yeah, so there's obviously like huge issues that we're being diverted from. It's ridiculous. And
0: then what's happening is the government's coming out with these bills that are telling us how to identify uh, certain genders. And it's like, bro, are you kidding me? You're going to tell me how to like you're you're teaching us how to like restructure the way we use pronouns yeah. like are we seriously having this conversation I, right now I, while there's literally thousands of Hispanics at the border needing like it's just it just it's mind blowing so anyways that's that's kind of it's part is of it
1: also funny to me like and this is probably s- straying slightly from your intended aim so let's get yeah. back to that but yep. what i was going to say is it's interesting <laughs> how the stay is it not recording anymore we might have oh no no we're good it just was lagging I think yeah no, it's, um it's uh what I was gonna say is so Biden has this you know stay in Mexico policy going right now which is the same thing that Trump was getting torn apart for for being yeah. quote unquote racist right. it's really interesting to me
3: well it's hidden from media
1: like yeah no it's interesting to me that i think the most powerful in at least the social sphere right now is media companies yeah they determine yeah. what people get pissed about like biden's doing the same stuff that trump was doing which i kind of knew would happen yes, because like, yeah honestly all politicians well, kind of well an- drum, another
3: but- another thing too about And it goes to the book of Seven Habits. I have so much. We
1: don't need a specific chapter. You can just bomb it.
3: Chapter four, right? Your sphere of influence. The external influence is things you can't control and how it messes with people's day. And the news and media falls into that category. Yeah. Your inner sphere of influence is what you can control. Yeah. And so I would argue that people should even get off watching Fox News. Absolutely. Even, if you, Ziena, even if you leave dude, all of it, even if you lean conservative, no
1: matter how you slice it, bro, like I would argue that most of this COVID shit has just been hysteria to sell news. You know what I mean? Because like,
0: Oh dude, there's so much power. All's
1: money we, all's quiet on all the, of it. You know, the Western front is yeah. not that general sell, rule. like, Oh my God, hysteria because yeah. hysteria keeps you yeah, yeah, yeah. watching. So news there's... companies are incentivized to make problems yeah. that don't hey. exist.
3: Hey, follow the money. Well, look at... Yeah. Follow look the at, money. Okay.
0: Follow the money. Well, so there's there's a really specific Joe Rogan podcast that came out recently with a scientist that is debatably very closely as... you want another uh, claw? Yeah, grab me another white claw, bro. Um, you want another one?
1: I yeah, I might as well. I'm on my third now. Come on, Damn, bro. Damn, big numbers Loosen over up. here from Patrick. What am I on? Come on. Are you Irish?
0: Uh, French... German, Irish.
1: Yeah, so basically same as me. I'm Polish. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh,
0: I have a great, great, great grandpa named Martin Luther Fritz. He uh, sailed here, He sailed here uh, as an indentured servant mm. from uh, France to fight in the Revolutionary War as an American.
1: Well, that's interesting because the French obviously were very, very involved in our revolution.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so back to the conversation. Yeah, sorry that was. A uh, no, you're good. We can talk about that too. Ancient <laughs> wars. Um, I, uh as I was saying, there's this podcast from Joe Rogan, and there's this scientist who is debatably uh, very closely um, like as ac- like he he has accolades that are very comparable to. Um, Fauci, like he's up there with his oh, like Fauci's
1: a scumbag, so I he's hope a not.
0: fucking scumbag. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, it's like it's like the amount of knowledge without the corruption. This yeah, guy's yeah, yeah. just like he sees, like he knows stuff that like n- the vast majority of the population in the U.S. don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, and he's able. So, to... So like he's he, very close to the whole coronavirus. Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. And, and he has a lot of authority and a lot of sway. Mm-hmm. But uh, the media completely shuts this guy out because he like knows the because truth because he
1: won't follow like the whole exactly litany of. So this orders. guy was
0: bro. This guy was talking about how like even before COVID there were certain things that were set in place alongside COVID IE these massive, I mean the global elites buying out all of the news sources. So it was a, it was a media rollout mm-hmm. at the same time of the COVID-19 rollout. Literally, like side by side, there was a media rollout and the COVID nineteen rollout.
1: No, I don't know if you track this, but um, I I follow a couple people who like literally their entire thing is following stock market trends. The elite knew that COVID was coming before it came. They were making oh, yeah. investments knowing that it was going to happen, which is why. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I wouldn't really like I don't buy into most of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I we have a listener very loyal who thinks that the moon landing wasn't real. <laughs> uh we'll debate that at some point, but
3: I think I think I'm with them.
1: <laughs> no, okay, anyway. That's conspiracy theory for sure. But The Um, earth is
0: flat, honestly. Oh,
1: (laughs) Hey, you know what else is flat? The door, and it's right over there. Um, Actually, nothing is flat. But what I was going to say is, like, people knew this shit was going to happen before it happened, which is why I think it was orchestrated. I think this was an attempt, or at least a test, to see how ready the American people were to be subjugated to fascism. Yep, yep. And for those of you who are socialists, you know what the Nazi Party was? The National Socialist Party. So if you think that you're fighting fascism, you are fascists. Yep. Sorry, that was my little soapbox moment. Dude, you can go back to let,
0: you. Let's let's uh, wait, pause for a second. Wait, let everyone think about what was just talked about.
1: National Socialist Party. Nazi. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, honestly, do you think that like? so jesus is second did no, you hear? You know what I there were optimistic. actual no, no no but there were actual <laughs> press events in australia where they were saying this is the new world elder and this is how it works you know you just uh, gonna it's a new world order.
0: Yeah, so you know what's actually happening australia? too? it's australia. a prison colony that is literally
3: a prison australians always have things to say about the u.s They're in a way worse territory than the U.S.
1: No, but honestly, respect to the people who were like, they don't have the government infrastructure to protect
3: them from the totalitarianism. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to hear about it.
1: No, they took away guns a couple years ago. So what the fuck are they gonna do to get rid
3: of? You guys realize this has been been multi-generationally planned. I do want to say something about about what Elon said in his recent interview. He goes, "It's so funny people that talk about anti-establishment." And and yet they're for government.
1: Yeah. No, that doesn't equal up.
3: Government is the most established with the hint of violence attached to it.
1: So here's the thing. All these people who are like anti-Second Amendment, like here's the thing. The like because most of the people who are anti-Second Amendment are generally left. Right. And generally left, at least they like to claim that they're anti-fascism. The only thing preventing fascism is the Second Amendment. So, and those same people hate cops, and they're like the only people who should have guns are cops. If you think that, you know, cops are bad, you know, you should probably have guns to protect yourself, even though that's, you know, obviously Mm. like a little bit of a gray area there. But regardless, so many contradictions. Yeah. And honestly, it's interesting to me because, like,
3: well, all the people that want protection. I mean, all the people that don't want police and everything, the second something bad happens, they're calling for the exact protection that they're voted against. I can't stand people yeah, that buy they want to defund the, the police, them.
1: and then every time like a mass shooting happens, and also like, get rid of who the guns funds the police, the
3: police and the fire, the government, government,
1: and if you get rid of the police, you know what replaces them? The National Guard, and you're under yeah. fucking uh, what is it? Uh, it's even worse than what is it? Uh, martial law. Yeah. Wasn't Which Portland is, put under martial law this year, like I during think, the riots? Um, At one um, point. I think
3: he tried to. I, I think the mayor Wheeler over there that, that so, guy's got that guy's got no balls. So you know what is actually
0: happening right now? There's a conversation uh, with the U.N. There was a press speech like two months ago where uh, Charles, Prince Charles of Wales, he gave a speech about um, a number of things. Concerning climate change And all that stuff He I don't probably know if he flew followed, there
1: in a private I don't jet know,
0: Yeah dude he's got his PJ On lock bro bro. But uh Anyway he One thing that he Uh Talked about He said something very distinct That I think is Crucial For us to Um forecast He said, um, you know, he talked about all of all of the climate change and everything like that. And then he said, right now we need trillions, not billions of dollars to solve this crisis. Mm -hmm. And then he said, um, there are many countries who simply cannot afford to go green because they're in debt. Um, But he said, what needs to happen is there needs to be a military-style campaign that marshals the strength of the global private sector with trillions at his disposal. He used the word his. his. No, that's, it is interesting
1: how closely aligned the... Um, uh, like green movement is with like totalitarian forms of government like if you look at the green new deal it earlier. included yeah. like critical race theory yeah, which yeah. has nothing to do with being yeah. green it has everything to do with controlling the population you tell black people they're victims and then well, in the same warming
3: the more black people you have on the planet oh god it's like the more sun they attract <laughs> oh my what? god shut
1: the fuck up. no 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 but this is the other thing <laughs> If you look at like thousand year graphs about global temperature, we're not above you just anything f- that's been an established yeah. trend. I mean it, it goes. Yeah, back that and was forth. that was pretty bad. Like, I'm not that was guessing. really bad. That was so bad. Was you
0: do not say any shit like that. That was dark, okay. bro. Did no, you just that say dark. that's dark, bro? That dark. No, that wasn't just dark, bro. That was absolutely unacceptable.
1: That's pretty bad. Like I'm your big brother. Hey, uh new <laughs> hashtag in the chat. We want to see cancel Justin 2022. Dude, blowing up on Twitter. If it's not trending in 2 days, Fuck. you guys fucking failed. Well, uh back to the global they warming thing real quick. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. We're leaving that shit. Yeah. That was funny-ish yeah, kind of. Edited we all know No, it's 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 <laughs> I mean, I It's satire. I know, I know Everyone knows you're is not a serious.
0: Smaller. Uh, and Eight. like most of them report, We got 140
1: listeners, bro, <laughs> and our split is 48 percent women and 52 percent men. Probably <laughs> like 90 percent of those men are white. <laughs> um, we have listeners in Seoul, Korea, Dublin, Ireland. So Seoul? definitely white. Seoul, 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 Seoul. Yeah, Seoul.
0: yeah. Um, I I almost went to Seoul this year, dude. That's why I'm Korea. saying Wait, we need to, Get need to go, bro. We bro. need to penetrate. Okay. How do you get Tokyo, there? Osaka, right now. How do you get
2: there?
1: Like, I, there's are you so vaccinated? many restrictions. Sorry, right now. that's like a HIPAA. No, I'm okay. not vaccinated. How are we going to no. travel to Asia? Yeah. without it, well, Because I want to go. You need I like just, a 14 day quarantine right now. Which is fine. Seriously? I think yeah. you need a 14 day quarantine even it, without it, vaccination. Well, can you show no, proof, it doesn't proof of matter. A negative? That. Can you it, show proof of that? It
2: doesn't matter. It's. Inter, like international travel, well, you have to be 14 I don't day. think that's
1: the case for Italy. Well, then we could you got to go like, longer then. than 14 days. Y'all trying to go to Lake Cuomo, but Japan and Korea, Italy? it's both that. Absolutely, You have, you have, to, go I love Italy, you have to go longer than gorgeous. 14 I days. I
2: might
0: be doing a London to Western Russia uh, road trip. Oh, shit. My friend and do I, that we're, p- we're doing a multi-million dollar rollout of a coffee brand. Okay. And we're like shooting this like wild ass like documentary about it it be super fun that's yeah. It. Yeah. invite it's me it's gonna be like six, mark? six months from now Geez, i've girl. been i love I, so London. i'm i'm basically uh it's it's there's a pin in that i don't know a hundred percent if that's actually gonna happen because i work full-time for an agency so we would have to make it work with the agency also but i'll be putting together like a like a actual like group of creatives
1: so off topic yeah. um I have not been able to find work in Los Angeles since the OSHA mandate almost went into effect because in essentially the studios decided they'd do it regardless. Yeah. Where yeah. they won't employ people well, you who know are unvaccinated. They so what I was gonna say is if you happen to have any connections in LA that don't care, yeah, I love those because yeah. I would like to work. I don't like yeah. not working. It's it's happening here too, though, bro.
2: In mm-hmm. Boise, yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, to work with the Idaho police, you have to be fully vaccinated. That's now. so dumb. Not, not. I feel like Idaho police give to, zero shits. I know, but to get hired on new, you have to show proof
3: hired of vaccination. Hired on new,
2: yeah. But if you're, you you aren't existing. and you're on the first, but that's got to be only in Boise.
1: Well, it's still Boise. That's here. yeah. But what I mean is like, Boise's the only town in all of Idaho that leans left. Fair, and so I'm saying like it's got to be a very localized thing, not necessarily like a statewide well, thing. We
3: will all see the repercussions of all yeah. this stuff. I mean, people wonder why we have a work, a workforce unemployment situation in the U.S., and I think a lot of that can contribute to the vaccine mandates. Aren't we still like I mean,
1: sixty or seventy percent vaccinated though? <sighs> yeah, it's, but, it's but pretty, I think, which is weird well, because like high. what's
3: the thirty and forty percent?
1: But what I'm saying is. So, I don't know if you guys noticed, but within the last, like, couple weeks, there's been, like, 3,000 canceled flights or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's because oh, all of their staff the are vaccinated. No, all of their staff are vaccinated. Everyone who's getting Omicron is vaccinated. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but also... <laughs> it, like there's... It's, it's actually true. Everyone
2: I know that has code right now in my close friend group is vaccinated. vaccinated. And, and it's, like, 50-50 of, like, I
1: know 50... Vax 50 unvax. Are
3: you vaccinated, Alvin? No. No. So
1: here's the thing. It's like, obviously, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but I'm looking at real life numbers. All my vaccinated friends are getting COVID. Yeah. And so anyway, all these... Or dying. (laughs) Yeah. N- not so much not done. yet Hopefully not. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. i don't think COVID. i this this might sound a little bit off base but like i don't think covid was ever really a huge issue if you no. look at if you look at the average death rate from last year it was the yeah. same as the year before huh. the only difference is, is suddenly heart attack deaths and Heart failure deaths and well, deaths from obesity and, then, and all these other well, things disappeared and they all got thrown into COVID deaths because it was a comorbidity. Okay. I, I saw um, a thing.
2: I don't know. It was some really high government representative, but basically they said like right now it was very recent. That was and people are speculating this from the beginning, but COVID deaths. It just means if they died and they test positive for COVID, that counts as a COVID death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that I was think like a people conspiracy. People were dying from
1: normal things yeah. that they yeah. would have died from without COVID. But like a Oh rep- yeah, no, that's a hundred. That's a hundred percent happening. The funny thing is, so do you know what? You know, is? you know
0: Fauci. You know what Fauci is doing right now, right?
1: Well, I mean, so f- I know he just fa- got lambasted for the whole beagles getting their faces bit off by no, sand fleas
0: yesterday. But, this was literally yesterday he went on record and told the public to not believe uh, the COVID numbers, specifically in regards to children
1: um, being claimed to have COVID. Wait. Here's the thing is like, I honestly think at this point, it's such a constructed thing that if Fauci, like let's say he had a hundred percent turnaround and he's like, COVID has been fake since the beginning. People would be like, all of a sudden he's not a viable source because people want COVID to exist so badly.
0: Well, at this
1: point, yeah. Okay, can you yeah. elaborate that? What I mean is like so cognitive dissonance. So is what it's yeah, called. exactly. Exactly. So um we have actual health statistics. People are like noticed there were no flu deaths last year and i think on average there's like thousands and thousands of flu deaths every year and no one really gives a shit perception is so you know there were more deaths as of right now there are more deaths from like opiate overdoses than covid and no one gives a shit because it does not fall into the whole narrative but here's the thing it's like Even scientific data that doesn't align with people's narrative, people are like, oh, yeah, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Just because it doesn't align with their narrative. It's like Mm
3: -hmm.
1: real news can come from the right or the left. but And both sides are definitely guilty of this. But it's like if you look at crime statistics or whatever from New York post the whole defund the police movement, like obviously I think murder is up 500%. And people would be like, well, the FBI is lying about that. But in the same coin, they'd be like the FBI states that there were like 700 gun deaths last year. We need to (laughs) we need to ban guns. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, the same source can be legitimized or illegitimized based on whether it fits into your worldview. And the thing is, is like it's I I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like within the last year or so, math is racist now. (laughs) Statistics are racist now. Logic is racist now. It's because anything that doesn't fit with any particular group's narrative is being thrown out just because it doesn't fit their story. It's like empirical data has no veracity now because it doesn't fit with my small-minded view of the world. And here's the thing. As a conservative, if you show me a good, well-done study that goes against what I thought I believed my mind is absolutely open to being changed. Mm -hmm. It needs to be. And I know conservatives who don't fall that way. It's like they'll, you know, die on every hill for the party. But the thing is, is it's like actual facts are considered violence now because it's like, right. You know what I mean? It's like everything that is actually true is being thrown out the window because it doesn't equal up with what I want to be true. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think right now we're seeing, and and so just so the viewers, viewers, listeners, uh, no, my, I actually have a background in theology. I have my bachelor's in theology, um, and taught theology for like 10 years. Um, and my whole worldview is through the lens of scripture It's like, like I've, I've actually been on a journey where I've tried to like rid myself of, of the conservative view and Mm -hmm. like of even the Christian view and try to see things through the lens of, of liberal liberalism. But what I've come to find is at a very fundamental human level, like Jesus even said, all law hangs on this one thing. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, I think when he says all law, he's talking literally about like universal law, like undeniable, fully like timeless truth. Nothing can refute it. If you learn how to learn your neighbor as yourself. Love. Yeah. Love. Yeah. uh, That's what I meant to say. um, Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, then everything else will start to fall in line. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, like what we're being confronted with right now is a, um, we're, we're coming into, I mean, everybody says, you know, over the last like two, 200 years or, I mean, the last 2000 years, we're in the end times, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, if you look at the actual data right now, um, there are actual like things like, oh shit, um, the Bible says men will be lovers of themselves, they'll be lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, um, and that's exactly what's happening right but now. But I feel
1: like, sorry to interrupt, yeah, but I yeah. feel like that could be true of any time. <laughs> yeah. If you look in, and granted like certain other things, like if you look at the Roman occupation and all of that, like when Rome was at the height, dude, I mean narcissism was at an all time high. There was homosexuality, whatever. Like here's the thing. And then like a couple years years, you know, thousands of years later, you could look at world war two. I mean, all that shit was rampant during the roaring twenties. And then after that, you have world war two. I'm sure there were people thinking that was the end times. Like mm-hmm. this is it. And then, you know, years later we have again, the stock market crash of you know 2008 people were losing everything and people were lovers of themselves like there's so many and here's the thing like that I never really understood and something that always kind of pissed me off about Christians is Christians who and I'm a, I'm a Christian obviously but like Christians who are like hell yeah it's the end times let's fucking go people are going to burn in hell it's it's here like I don't know about you. I, like the I, Westboro Baptists. I I, I yeah fuck, exactly. Dude. But like here's the thing, I consider myself like a fairly good Christian. I think I love people very well. Um and even so, I'm not stoked for the end of the world. I I want to have kids yeah, yeah. and have a wife and like be successful, have good sex. I I want to live my life till I die. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if it's just me not wanting... You're not going to care
3: when Jesus is rolling over them hills, though, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. no, Jesus that's, comes down with the trumpets. That's so you're gonna easy be like, to
1: say. Yeah, and you yeah, know what? Maybe at the we'll end, if it. that actually happened, I'd be probably yeah, fine yeah. with it.
3: But yeah. like, I don't
1: know. I, I, I face the end times with trepidation. Yeah. I don't want them to be here. Yeah. And I don't... And it could just mm. be... I'm just trying to acknowledge a possible bias here. Yeah. But mm. I don't think we're in end times.
0: I think I think there there's... I think there's a lot of validity to what you're saying. And I I definitely agree. Um, do you want to cross streams? Because I got to go too. Dude,
1: bet. Let's go. Honestly? No, we got two bathrooms down here. Okay,
0: okay. I was going to say, I could either pee my pants or... I, I, I'll i wait. I'll wait a little longer. Um, I'll finish this. What I was going to say is... And I'll say it really loud.
1: Yeah, I, I can hear down the hall. So we're gonna okay.
0: Be- Sounds good. Um,
3: <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> He's like...
0: I'm like two and a half white closet and I apologize. Uh, What I was going to say is um, although I 100% agree with uh, what you're saying, Ben, is um, the difference between every other era and the one that we're living in now is we're living in a time right now where. Uh, for the first time in all of human history, we're at a point where, if you gather all the data, we are are at an all time high of many different things. While also, while also being globally connected, mm-hmm. I think the global connection via social media and our social de- like our devices that we have yeah i think is the differentiation between every other generation that you're talking about and the one we have now well, is also, and, I, and and sorry i just want to no, finish this not bad, not bad. is when 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 you have a trend in a tribe it like it, it it's very rises and falls in that tribe yeah but when you have a trend globally
1: yeah it It literally around in a a moment
0: dude and um i mean think about think about the last two years we have been so mind fucked through our little tiny square devices that we have that like if we were to just like remove these we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Like it's the fall, fall it, round too. Well, and and I'm not I'm not at all trying to identify this as the problem. That's not what I'm trying yeah. to say. But yeah. what I'm saying is, for the first time ever, you have all of these issues happening at once, while we are also globally connected. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So I think what you're saying is valid, but at the same time, I think it. I feel like hindsight. Is, you know, like hindsight is always 2020, right? Everything that we're seeing behind us is. Um, always seems as way clearer than what we can see but we don't really know I feel like we can keep going like obviously we are approaching the end times and this is a complete setup for what is gonna happen I think that's obvious I mean that's we're, we're leading up to that that's gonna mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. but I feel like to say that we're in the end times now is a little um I think World War III is going to happen before. Yeah, because, I mean, like, if you like long before. look back at the first, like, telegram, you know, that happened across whatever, like, the Atlantic Ocean, whatever that was called, um, you know, that was, like, a huge thing. Yeah, the thing. transatlantic line. Yeah, and they're like, okay, this is the first communication between continents across an entire ocean, you know? Instantaneously, res- like, right. relatively. And obviously, we're, we're leading up to this, and we're getting closer. But I feel like we can always go further. Mm-hmm. And it, like that also leads to the thing where no man can know the hour or the day that it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. like, I feel like, like, no offense or anything, but it, I really struggle with um, studying the end times sometimes. And like people that devote a lot of time studying them because it's something that we're not supposed to know. You know, like we can study all we want, mm-hmm. but we're never actually going to know. And
1: so honestly, I don't know. That's just my opinion, but yeah, this is my prescription. If you don't want the world to end, wake up every morning and say the world's ending today. Because if you, if no man can know, and you're saying that it's today, then it can't happen. (laughs) But, um, What I was going to say also, I think smartphones have increased everyone's awareness of, like, you think about a school shooting or whatever, some tragedy that happened where, like, a landslide killed, like, 30 people in South America. And you can learn it within minutes of it happening. Normally, like, in any time in history before modern day, you wouldn't know that. Mm -hmm. So everyone's like, all all these natural disasters are happening. It's so fucked up. Like, we're in the end times. Like.
3: This bruh does, natural it, it disasters it's just in, being
1: happening information
0: happen. is just so much more yeah immediately available and that's why honestly i
1: think like a good part of being a healthy and somewhat happy and fulfilled human being is just not dealing with news like i used to be obsessed mm-hmm. with like keeping up with news on twitter and instagram and blah 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 whatever like i i needed to know everything but like in the last year i've stopped really giving a shit it's yeah. like and I'm happier for yeah. it because, like, it's yeah. easy to be miserable. And yeah, yeah, honestly, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just yeah. do your shit. This is kind of a side
2: topic. Sorry if I interrupted you. No, go for but it, bro. I think global news is kind of ruining our society as a whole.
1: Yeah, because Low-key. like, <laughs> here's the thing. It's high like, key, high key. It's like this is gonna sound so horrible, but like, does it really matter if? like 30 people dying in a landslide. Yeah. It's like, obviously we want to honor their lives and stuff, but like, Mm -hmm. that makes me feel like, Oh my God, the world's coming to an end. Like there's a tsunami in Vietnam and there's, there's a hurricane over here and there's a tornado here. Like everything's falling apart, but you know what? Like the news doesn't report everything was normal today in Southeast Kansas. Nothing happened and it's great. And like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like the only thing we're ever going to hear from globalized news is there was a massive terror attack in Kabul today. 500 people died in a suicide bombing that was coordinated with 14 bombers or something. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to report. It was a great peaceful day in the Middle East today. Nothing bad has happened. mm -mm. You know, like, so to an extent, global news is not ever, ever incentivized to say, hey, everything's good because that doesn't sell. Because bad news is good news. Yeah, well, exactly. Whatever that saying is.
3: Well, and also,
0: like, bad news, when we hear it, it has, um, I mean, psychologists would say it has, like, you know, seven times more power mentally than Mm -hmm. it does positive news. So, like, we have to, like, overcompensate with positive news to be able to override it. I think there's a couple things I want to address in my approach to this conversation. Um, I... Don't think that uh, the end is within like a like a few years or like a few decades or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to say. Okay. I think what I'm saying is that what's happening right now is an is is indicative of um, just acceleration. Mm. The Bible says that the end times it'll be like it'll be like a pregnant woman's contractions. Yeah. It'll be like closer and closer and and closer. and closer and closer. And so I think that what's happening right now is there's significant events that have happened over the last, you know, few hundred years. Yeah. That like and it just keeps kind of Becoming closer and closer yeah. and closer, um, and to your point about the uh, availability of information, I think that that also heightens the um, <clears throat> the awareness and the uh, ability to like see at a global scale like what's happening. So in a sense, our perception is that yeah, it's accelerating more, but it's like honestly. We just haven't really seen at a global scale, you know, for the last few hundred years of like what is happening, you know, on a global scale. So like we didn't have access to that information. So now um, I think uh, like to your point, I think you're absolutely right about um, like it, it being a testament simply to the fact that the information's there where before it wasn't. Yeah. However, what I would say is there is a count from there are accounts from people of um you know the older generations who live in different parts of the world who see changes in the weather and changes in you know geopolitical systems mm-hmm. um and um you know just the the changes are not just available or the information of the changes are not just available, available online but they're also, I've also, you know, talked to people on airplanes traveling the world, things like that, that, you know, people that are in their 60s and 70s who are very, um, you know, in tune with everything that's happening. And they say, you know, like when I was a kid, like things like this just wasn't, hap- you know, this wouldn't even be like a thought. In our well,
1: mind. but I'd also say that, first of all, I think all of us could agree here that, your memory will always have a golden hue. Like, I don't know about you, but remembering your childhood or something, you're always going to forget the bad stuff. But like, yeah, beyond that, I'd still argue that they were probably more disconnected in the past than we are now where now I can like, there's like a
0: hyper sensitivity and hyper awareness.
1: Yeah. I can have a real, real time, live FaceTime call with video with a person the exact opposite side of the planet like and news travels faster than that you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. people might think it was different but i mean if you look at the events leading up to world war one all the civil unrest the bombings the terrorist attacks the assassinations then you look up to all the people getting carted away in trains during world war Two and just disappearing and civil unrest and the rise of fascism like there's always been some Fugazi shit going on. You know what For I mean? For sure. Like, mm-hmm. The only difference is now we hear about the Fugazi shit happening in South Africa. Right now. You, you know? Yeah. yeah. Instantaneously. Yeah. So, like, people might think it's different, but I think if you think about the fall of Rome, I mean, yeah. people thought that was the end of the world. You know I what also, I mean?
0: Like, yeah. I also didn't say this at the beginning of the podcast. I'm like... I am conservative, but I do have a little bit more like middle of the road.
1: Yeah, like, I consider myself midline. Like I align yeah. myself more with logic than a party. I it actually just so happens yeah. that logic in my mind aligns myself slightly more with conservatives just because mm-hmm. I think I honestly think that mainstream mainline classic liberals would be considered conservatives by today's <laughs> neoliberal party. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Oh, so, dude, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, the, I, I, the reasonable left. A couple mm-hmm. years, ago, like, you know, two generations ago, I might have been considered a leftist. But by today's standards, I'm very solidly okay. conservative. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally.
0: Um, I think that. So, also, another thing I want to address that I didn't say is. Um, and this is like a completely different conversation. That I don't really wish to get in right now, but uh, I actually do think what's going on.
2: Nothing. are you dog?
0: Nothing. Um, I actually like, I'm not, hmm, I don't know how to phrase this. I'm a conservative environmentalist. I guess Same, I'm, I, I'm very I passionate believe, about the environment I actually believe that biblically um, It's it's biblical uh, That global warming and climate change Is actually talked about in the Bible In the end times, it talks about that mm-hmm. um, And I've done extensive studies on the antediluvian period Which is the period between creation and the flood um, And like why there was the collapse of the firmament um, Which was the flood um, and then also why, uh, that is also, um, a foreshadowing of what's to come in this in, in like the end times. Yeah. So that also, I also come from that like kind of framework of thought. Yeah. Um, which a lot of times it's just confirmation bias. <laughs> and yeah. so in these conversations, like as I'm saying this, I'm not going to build a church on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I should I should say that up on the pulpit. But uh, like,
1: um, I do think that there's some validity to. to um. Here's the thing. Like, I don't necessarily think that global warming is as pressing an issue as people think. Because if do you like, look at like, and honestly, this might be like a place where we differ. But I think the earth is old. And I don't think that that's an issue from a faith standpoint to believe yeah, that. Mm-hmm. But like you, billions of years. Possibly millions. Um, I agree. No. And so
0: 100%. here's the thing.
1: If you look at like global temperature studies from, you know, because obviously you can kind of tell that type of stuff based on things that have been like solidified yep. in yep. the strata. Yeah. Um, the world has constantly gone through ice age, Cycles. which is a cooling cycle. And then a hot age. Even if you look to the beginning of the earth, Which I believe happened is, like, I think that the Earth originally was, like, kind of a molten face, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, And then it cooled enough for life to begin. And honestly, like, and I don't necessarily know that I have the information to have a substantive, like, um, point of view on this. But, like, I think evolution probably happened, but it was God started because like there yeah. had to be a starting point. You know oh, what I mean?
0: Well, if the, you know, the Bible says that God is love. Yeah. It also, ref, you know, he refers to himself as the great I am in Genesis mm-hmm. and, uh, the first mesh or the doctrine of first mentions principles talks about how like in Genesis, when you read something, it's like, that's like the foundational principle of yeah. like scripture. So when he says the I am the great I am. Yeah. I am I am. Yeah. He's talking about how he is being in and of itself. Yeah.
1: So like he so is, he's the only uncreated being ever. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But basically what I was like, sorry, and we're kind of getting into the weeds here of yeah. my point. But essentially, um I'm not, I don't I think we're in a warming period and that's fine. I don't necessarily think yeah. based on and maybe it's being accelerated. Well, but even then, what I was just about to say, actually, is I don't, I think we're pretty much on par for where we should be based on our place in the cycle. I think within a couple hundred, maybe a thousand years, we're going to be in a cooling cycle. So do you think
0: we, uh, that it's natural for us to be using
1: um, fossil fuels? Well, here's the thing is like, for everything, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and and I think that even carries into place like socially, not just physically. So for instance, you know, during Reagan era, we went through a very conservative era and then it swung to the left and that's, we're probably somewhere back in the middle and then it's going to swing right again and it's going to swing left again. You know what I mean? Same thing globally with regard to like the physical world, I think that we're always going to be in a cycle. And here's the thing. People are always citing like mass extinctions or whatever, like, Oh my God, this species is endangered. But I think we're actually better off right now because it's the first time that the human race is actually given a shit about endangered species. Like we're artificially keeping alive species that natural selection would normally get rid of. Totally. So like, for the first time in Sorry. history, we have intelligent life guiding a species that would normally go extinct. Like, yeah. the dodo bird went extinct because natural selection, you know, they didn't have genes strong enough to I just to be wish natural selection
3: alive. would happen to liberals.
1: It will. Dude, they're, they're <laughs> it all... is. They're castrating themselves. They're Bro. literally getting rid of their ability they're... to bear children. They are... So funny. They're getting rid of, and honestly, I think by way, and large, liberals. You called yourself
0: are, a retard earlier. Liberals are retards, <laughs> actually.
3: I yes. <laughs> you know, I. I just want to agree, say one thing kind of. Was...
1: But I also want to put a caveat there. I just think that. I think by and large, the liberals who are high on the IQ charts are the ones trying to use liberalism as a means for control, and the ones who oh. are low on the. Mm. And honestly, this probably fits quite well because honestly, if you look at... I
0: actually really agree with that, by the way. They, they're they very aware. Yeah,
1: and the these ones are, who are follow are probably role. pretty yeah. dumb, but obviously then you also have like... There are some dumb, dumb-ass conservatives who are just... Yeah, 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 you know, we shouldn't have ever given the blacks the right to vote. Like, you know, they dumb as shit. Like, well, those and- people... Are dumb too you know what i mean like yeah. i think it here's Any, the thing anytime you There's you extreme
3: on both ends those it's always two wrong. extremes have more have more in common with each other yeah rather than the actual issues
1: yeah no no, no. and I, that's the thing i think the far right and the far left are the same antifa and the proud boys are the same the only mm-hmm. difference is is like what they think they're fighting for um
3: well they're both racist
1: yeah yeah
3: and, yeah. and one, Damn. one, one is racist in the fact that they don't think they're racist, and they think handouts is the way. And then, which means, the in, in end, essence,
1: they think that people of color are too dumb to yeah, to get to IDs, and thus voter themselves. ID laws are racist. And then, on the exact opposite, you have people who think that black people are dumb and that white people and, are the Aryan race. So, and like the
3: way to and the way to train somebody is to actually empower them. It's not to, and here's yeah. the thing. It's not to give them stuff. You don't give your kid, you, you don't teach your kid. You teach your kid that the world is a bad place, in a sense that like the world can hurt you. Yeah. And you tell them, hey, go. You don't tell your kid not to ride a skateboard. You tell your kid to put on a helmet while he skateboards.
1: Yeah, and kind of bouncing off that, the greatest thing that I've noticed for control on both sides, whatever is a victim mentality. If you can convince people that they're victims, you can control them because it's not, it's not, Oh, it's my fault that I'm unemployable because I'm sitting on my couch all day. It's I'm unemployable because I'm blank. Have COVID. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> however you slice it victim and convincing people that they are victims mm. is perfect way of seeking control whereas if you can convince people yeah. that whatever situation and they are in is kind of like in their control or their fault so for instance it's like well if i was sitting around on the couch all day eating fattening foods and i became obese certain people would tell me oh my god like don't let the world convince you that this is wrong this is your lifestyle you're just a victim because there's a uh, mcdonald's down the street from you whereas another belief would tell you it's your fault because you're eating that mcdonald's and you're not working out so the people who think that it's mcdonald's fault for being so close to them they're victims they're easily controlled the key is not seeing yourself as a victim um that reminds me of something i'm going
2: back to gary v i don't know why (gasps) i just like quoting people i love him anyways he actually said something that was like super like hella controversial but it's like perfectly stated it sums up so it's you ready for this? No one owes you shit.
1: Yeah. No yeah. one owes know. you anything. You <laughs> yep. are not entitled to free handouts. Yep. You don't deserve Bro,
3: anything. The victim mindset it yep. always teaches people that you always have to have an oppressor. So when, when liberals, why liberals hate conservatives? They associate Republicans with the big, big bad orange man, which is Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is their oppressor. Mm-hmm. And so, Which, like
1: historically, if you look at his voting record, he was not a
3: yeah Republican for most of his life. Yeah.
1: Well, he was a Democrat, and he was well liked by everyone. And the second he, he the decided to run with, as he was a in the business Republican, of working with politicians, he was a racist. Yeah. <laughs> he was never a racist yeah. until he decided to run as a Republican. Yeah. I think you know, if he ran as a Democrat, he wouldn't boys, have right? ever been yeah. racist. But. Sorry. Also, we're at 163 minutes.
0: That's crazy. That's a long Can, time. I, 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 could can eat I just Mexican throw food. this one thing yeah, in? Yeah, though? I'd be
1: down for some Mexican yeah. food, but so also a hot tub.
0: I just want to throw this one thing in though um, yeah. Is you talk about how, uh, like, you talk about entitlement and things like that. One thing that uh, Stephen Pressfield talks about in The War of Art is how we aren't entitled to the fruits of our labor. We're entitled to our labor. Mm. Mm. So literally, like all we're entitled to is just to like work. Yeah. Not even to what
1: we get from our work.
3: And that's what happened in the fall. Mm. The, the the Lord said, from here on out, you will work.
1: Here's the thing. Nothing is free. Right? What mm. you this is the thing that I think kind of pushes me more towards the conservative side is I believe I'm only entitled to what I earn. Mm. I don't want free handouts. I just want what I know I've made with my hands and earned with mm-hmm. my hands. Um, I don't want pity. I don't want handouts. I don't want anything. I just like, that's the thing that I love about America is like, if I work my ass off opportunity. and I, you know, there is a little bit of luck. And you know what? Some people don't have that luck. There are people who probably work as hard as me and just don't get that lucky. But this is, especially in the industry that we're in, Patrick and I, basically all you can do in film is work your ass off to put yourself in the best position to get lucky. And (laughs) I might go my whole lifetime without getting lucky. I went 12 years before I got lucky, bro. And even, yeah, and that's the thing. Is where you're at right now might still be getting you set up to be lucky. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's all I mean, relative. Well, season. and
3: there's a Trump, there's a Trump saying that he says, and he goes, Sometimes the harder I work, the luckier I get.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's all very... you can do is set yourself up and I would network even say that, that
3: into luck. I would even say that's almost the definition of grit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is like grit goes beyond the pain.
0: Yeah. Going back to James one, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing the testing of your faith. Uh, faith is also synonymous with the word vision. Mm. So like whatever you see that's not here yet, like for me it was like I want to create films that hit, like impact millions of people. Mm. Um, and so it's like the whole last twelve years I've been working towards that. Yeah, and I've loved all the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, it's been my favorite part.
1: No, dude, let's write something together. Come on, something. baby, dude, skin on skin. I'm I'm finishing up a book shortly, <laughs> and then I'd, I'll have all the time in the world. But um, any closing? I mean, we're at 170 minutes, give or take.
0: Uh, I, I do want to hear more about that book, though.
1: I'd love to give you. Um, I'm writing it with my roommate. Okay, incredible guy. He's actually been on the podcast. Um, that's it's true. It's based on. it's based on his little brother's life it's great Um, essentially the story itself I'd say that he and I have crafted a great arc for all the characters involved which is kind of like venturing into fiction but the like the spine of the story if you will is all based on truth Um, that's all I'm going to say for now because I don't want to take up too much time I'd love to send you a manuscript and uh, (coughs) just quick shout out to my absolutely Uh, you know, best writing partner I've ever had. He's a brilliant writer, and <coughs> I think we make a good team. And I couldn't do it without him. And uh, damn, here we are. Come on. So, anyone have any opposition to closing now? No. Beautiful. All right, all. here we go. This has been a PBS production, <laughs> made possible by viewers like you. Thank you. <laughs> puberty bullshit (laughs) alright uh this is Ben signing off Patrick signing off
3: Justin signing off
1: and Alvin we'll see ya ladies and gentlemen if you made it this far I just wanna say you are the 1% you are destined for greatness and we fucking love you goodbye that's been that's tough
3: to your PBS station from viewers like you.